0: welcome to the Grasping Life podcast. I'm your host, Lane Kimbrough. I just graduated from George Fox University, and I'm on a journey to become the absolute best version of myself. And it's inspired me to start this podcast to speak to exceptional people on all areas of life, mindset, purpose, faith, and so much more. I'm really excited you're here. In this season, I speak with eight stellar George Fox University 2020 graduates on their unique backgrounds, time at George Fox, mindset about life and faith, and how they're approaching the future. Thank you so much for joining us. For today's episode, I've recorded Nate Vario. Nate's a really good buddy, and he's also about to graduate from George Fox. In today's episode, we get into his love for graphic design, how his passion grew for it, and his impressive way of reaching out to employers and building his network. We also talk about what it's been like and why he got married in his sophomore year of college, and much, much more. I really hope you guys enjoy. So, all right, for today's podcast, I have Nate Vario. Nate, thanks so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Late.
0: Yeah, no, I've been really looking forward to this. So, Nate, you and I kind of go back. We really hung out a lot freshman year, and got super close. We hung out a ton into sophomore year. And then we kind of really didn't hang out a whole lot. Our junior year, a whole lot. But then senior year, we kind of got back into it. We had a couple classes together and we've just been good buds again. So I just kind of wanted to start out saying, you know, thanks again so much for being on here. And I'd love to hear you grew up in Bellingham, right? Yeah, yeah, had, I did. You have an older, You have an older brother, right?
1: Yeah, so Brad is three years older than I am. Um, Mm -hmm. so we were, we were both actually born down in Oregon, um, in Mm -hmm. Amity, it's close to McMinnville. But then when we were three or when I was three, my dad moved up to Bellingham for work. And so we grew up there pretty much.
0: Yeah. that's, that's really interesting. And something I've always thought was interesting, kind of your relationship with your brother. And so he's older, right. Mm -hmm. And you always talked about like growing up and playing soccer and you played up on his team and he just kind of explained, like, he kind of always pushed you. Right. And he was always there for you and he kind of raised your love a little bit.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. Kind of growing up, having somebody, you know, three years older than I was, I think was just really great because I saw I saw him growing and I saw the things that he was doing. And being three years younger, I kind of got to watch the things that he was really good at. And I was like, oh, you know, I could I can do that, too, and start younger than he did Um, and just having that kind of bar set was really awesome. And my parents definitely pushed me in in that way too. It was funny. He he didn't always love it when I would kind of do the same things that he did, you know, like just being an older brother. But at the end of the day, like we're still super close and looking back, like I'm super grateful for all of those memories for sure.
0: Yeah. I think that's awesome. And something that I think is unique as well is that you kind of look, you kind of still look to people, like you reach out to people and you look for mentors that push you and that are ahead of you. And that are better for you. Can you kind of talk on that a little bit?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, that's I've never thought about it like that, like kind of starting young, but that is really something that I'm passionate about. And I think that there's a lot of value in kind of just gaining like that mentorship and that knowledge from people around you that have those more experienced like situations and have gone through the crap like to learn, you know, and be where they are now. Um so yeah, like you're talking like I think really within the last year or two, I've been pushing that even more, Um, just reaching out to design studios, um, you know, because I'm majoring in graphic design at Fox. So reaching out to design studios, just kind of shot in the dark, hoping, you know, to make some connection. Um, But I found that being a student, everybody pretty much is super open to help and just Mm -hmm. give, give advice and look at your work and tell you dude, that's awesome. Like you're doing, you're doing great work, but here's where you can improve. And that's what I'm always open to is like looking for those things that I can improve on and really just, yeah, that advice from, from older people. So some people that I can shout out are like Josh Shambo from slab town. He's been awesome working through my resume and Josh Kenyon from Jolby and friends has given me some good advice. I went and got coffee with him. Um, it was funny on Valentine's day. So I brought him a box of a box of chocolates. <laughs> That's just like a little fun stuff, you know, but it's all good.
0: Yeah. I mean, kind of on that, I think it's, it's so interesting. You mentioned about like reaching out to people mm-hmm. and something that I've really kind of looked at you for is like, you like to cold email people for graphic design. Right. Yeah. And not only sure. do you cold email them, but I mean, explain like kind of how, some of these projects you've been doing and how you're sending it to them without them even asking and just trying to really trying to make an impression.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, that's kind of something that I'm always thinking of is how do I like advance my like personal career with the things that I'm interested in. And I listen to a lot of podcasts about design and follow a lot of really great designers and they're always saying like the, the projects that you're gonna do that you're gonna find the most value in are the ones that you're passionate about and that you know they may they might not pay the best or even pay at all, but that's the things that you really love to do. And if you're constantly creating and doing those things, then that type of work is going to come. And so like, I'll give you the example right now. I just saw um, on LinkedIn, a a footwear designer from Keen who used to work at Nike, had a recycled pair of um, Air Jordan ones that he custom built. And so he used all Amazon Prime bags that he'd been collecting and basically created a template for Air Jordans and custom made them and posted pictures just kind of as a fun project in quarantine. And I saw that work and was just super inspired by it and have been grinding out the past few days, just some branding pieces using my skill set. And I'm just going to send it to him and be like, yo, dude, love your project. Like, here's some stuff mm-hmm. that I added to it. You can use it however you want. Yeah,
0: and I think it's, it's, like, awesome. it's stuff
1: like that, because, you know, working with brands like Amazon and Nike, like in a professional setting would be the dream. And so being able to do it for like a fun mock project is just a step in the, a step in the road to get there.
0: And I think that's so cool. And it just like, it kind of shows me that, you know, you're not, you're not expecting that you're just going to kind of walk into something. I mean, like you're trying to prove yourself. And like you said, it really goes, it really goes, kind of goes back to your passion for it. And like, I just, you know, when we've worked together, I've just seen how passionate you are with graphic design and like even taking on projects that you're not getting paid just to try to like prove yourself and learn and grow. And you look at every project just as a new challenge in a way and i just like admire that from you because i think you know let's i'll give finance i mean i'm you know i'm in finance like if i would had to cold email people instead of just saying hey can i have some of your time being like hey you know this is something i worked on and this is what i tried to do and yeah it's not going to be probably quite to your level but this is what i'm doing and like it just shows that extra effort of you no know, i'm really serious about this and i did my research and so i just kind of really looked at that and i just loved that example really love that example yeah coming into college was that did you always know you're going to do graphic design was that kind of your mindset i mean not
1: really you know in high school and kind of growing up i i definitely was artistic and my mom actually studied fine art in college and (laughs) so she kind of passed down those creative genes but again you know it goes back to my brother And growing up looking at him, just, he was, he's still an incredible artist and he would draw all the time for fun. And we just like on on a downtime, we'd make robot drawings and like just stuff like that for fun. And then, um, later on in high school, he actually joined the yearbook class and started getting really interested in like graphic design. Um, and so, you know, I was like, Oh, I could, I want to do that too. And so I always just kind of said it like, yeah, I'll be a graphic designer. Um, And then kind of junior, senior year, I was like, you know, in that lost upperclassman of high school, like phase where I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. And so actually going into Fox, I was declared as a youth ministry major. (laughs) And I don't know if you knew that or not, but...
0: I, I think it's been a while. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah.
1: So so then I got to campus and with my parents up in the admissions office, I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and sign up for graphic design. Um, and I had a little bit of history in it too. So I did, I did yearbook in high school and I was the chief editor uh, for the last two years, which was really cool. Um, but I hadn't really used the programs all that much and didn't know a whole lot about it. Um, but just in this time at Fox, I've definitely learned a lot. Um, and that's been super cool and developed mm-hmm. that passion for it.
0: Yeah. When do you feel like, I mean, did it just kind of, you kind of just put your head down and you said, okay, like, I'll just, I'll just do it. Or was it dang, like, I am so passionate about graphic design. And then it just carried from there.
1: You know, I don't, I, I wouldn't really say that there was like a defining moment where I said, okay, this is it. This is what I want to do the rest of my life. I, I, I wouldn't say that, um, which is interesting, but I think, I, I was go back to this first project that I had where it was freshman year and we're supposed to design a little like poster um, about ourselves using the Strength Finder test that George Fox has a mm-hmm. stake. And so this was in like a design foundations class and I, <laughs> I built it in PowerPoint, like a poster. And looking back, I'm like, mm-hmm. why would I not use a design program? And so like mm-hmm. I literally didn't even know the programs coming into it, but just kind of taking some of the core classes and figuring out like the the elements and the principles of design and being able to like show that, okay, like I can actually be good at this. And then using what I've learned in classes over the summers, that was definitely transformational. Uh, A lot of the learning that I do, I think is on my own. Really. I would say like the classes are great in their exercises, but when I'm exploring new things is a lot of that's on my
0: own. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. And it just, it just goes to show like, It's not like you were amazing at it when you started out, right? It's not like you were, this was like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. You kind of just, you're like, oh, I'm interested in this. It's exciting. And you got into it. And I feel like that's just so relevant to everyone, right? Because I don't think people are born to do a certain thing, right? And I think you figure out, you figure out what you care about and what you're excited about. But, and then once you start to get good at it and you start to learn, then it just like increases that even more and you get even more excited about it. Which I think he's so cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's, that's something that I've thought a lot about too. Is you know being at Fox and taking those design classes, like that's four years where I've been working pretty hard at it. Mm-hmm. But you know I've had other like basic classes like biology and math and religion. And that's taking a lot of time too from design. And so just looking forward to like graduating and being in the design field a hundred percent of the time. And there's no other really distractions, you know, where I, when I'm at work, I'm designing. And I think that that first year, even I'm going to learn so much more than I did in the first, in the four years that I was at college, just because of how much F- time. And so I'm looking forward to that too.
0: Yeah. No, that will be so cool. So I want to talk about something else, freshman year. So yeah. I mean, we're all hanging out, and I think it was its second semester. A certain someone moved to George Fox. Yeah, yeah. So Can you, yeah. Tell me about tell me about that story. Like what what happened when it started?
1: Yeah. So we actually Ashley is her name. We met um, the end of my senior year of high school. And so our youth groups came together for a summer camp and our pastors were actually really good friends. And so we kind of met there. Like there's the funny story where we were playing volleyball and I was standing on the sidelines and could tell that she didn't want to serve it. And so I stepped up and I was like, Hey, like, do you want me to serve that for you? And she's like, yeah. And so like from that moment, like, she and her friends were, she said that like they would watch me and they were like, they called me beaver because I wore a lot of like OSU gear, which is funny. <laughs> um, but after camp, you know, we did we didn't really talk all that much at camp other than that, like one interaction, but then she followed me on Instagram. Um, and so we kind of sparked like our relationship over social media, which was super cool. And um, she actually transferred or she went to uh, Grand Canyon University her freshman year and got out there with a group of her friends from her hometown. And actually, after the first year, all of them trans- transferred away from GCU. Um, she just felt like she wasn't really getting the education that she wanted there. And she had good scholarship offers from other universities. Um, but at that time, we had been talking to, And so she really felt that uh GFU would be a great opportunity and they offered her her freshman scholarship again which is super great. And so that was kind of the deciding factor for her to come back and you know once she got here we started dating and that was just amazing having her close and actually being able to be in a relationship together and be with each other not just over internet um and then yeah it's just been great. So we've been together for like almost four years now we were just talking about it and we've been married for almost two years now and you know i just don't i can't see life without her anymore
0: totally i think that's so cool and it's just i mean it's unique and we've talked about this and it's not a bad thing i think it's a really it's just a unique thing it's really cool that i mean you did propose to her right mm-hmm. so you proposed to her in your sophomore year right in the sophomore year mm-hmm. sophomore year and so just just talk me through because it's just unconventional and not in a bad way. It's just, you know, it's just different. And so just talk me through like what what went through your mind you're like instead of like dating this girl and kind of waiting, I want to I want to marry this girl and like I'm going to do it now. I'm not going to wait. So just kind of talk me through what you were thinking when it came to that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you know, we both were looking at our relationship and just saw like how, how right we were for each other. I think that was just a big part of it, you know? And we had, it was funny. We'd kind of went to a wedding for one of our friends. And after that, like, like we had kind of just jokingly talked about it, like couples do and whatever, not really serious. Um, but you know, just thinking about it and talking about it with my parents and her parents and just getting guidance from like my youth pastor and stuff. And Everybody is just saying, like, you know, if if you think that you can do it and you think that you won't regret it for the rest of your life and that she's really the one and like spending a lot of time thinking of that like together but also like on my own, you know, it was it was not a terribly hard decision. And I just kinda had that gut feeling like, yeah, I can make a life with this woman. So <laughs>
0: That's cool. And you just yeah. did it. What do you think is awesome? Yeah. So you mentioned like reaching out to people and you, know, especially your youth pastor. And so just kind of explain, did your, do you feel like your faith played into it at all?
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I would, I don't know. That's, that's a tough question. Like I don't, Like, we're in this kind of interesting spot where we both definitely still have faith and like we still believe the the core foundations of what we grew up on. And, um, but you know, life has just been kind of a roller coaster. And, you know, she was like gone for three months and we weren't able to go to church together. And we haven't really felt like we could plug into a church here in in Newburgh while we've been at college. Um, Mm -hmm. none of them really kind of like drew us to it i guess we we didn't feel super connected when we went to any of them um and so we're in this space where like we'll listen to podcasts of like sermons every once in a while and kind of like sophomore year and stuff we were kind of in the same space so i wouldn't necessarily say that faith played a huge role in it um yeah i don't know that's a tough question
0: yeah i'm just always curious yeah i know what your mindset is because i think it's different for everyone for sure and some people it's you know Faith is you dating someone, you marry him, right? And it just plays into that, or it can be completely different, and you don't put as much pressure on it. So I was just curious. Yeah, I was just curious what you thought.
1: It's funny. I've I've talked to some people about how we got married young and whatever, and a lot of I've had multiple people be like, "Oh, you know, like, are you Mormon?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> like, that's funny. But, yeah, it's it, it's interesting. A lot of people do correlate kind of that faith aspect with relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which just kind of, it's almost like a culture norm, which not necessarily say it's a, the right thing or anything, but so then talk me through kind of faith in general. So, I mean, you grew up both in Christian homes, mm-hmm. right? And so you kind of got to Fox and do you feel like it kind of fell off a little bit or it just, just maybe talk me through that a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, growing up, um, in, in a family where we always went to church and, uh um, yeah, so my I guess I'll I'll bring you back a little bit. My faith foundation was interesting because um, at my church we never really had like a solid youth pastor, and I think that that's something that looking back could have affected me a lot more. Is I definitely get drawn to people and and kind of seek out those like deep relationships with them. Um, and so at my church we had I think probably three or four youth pastors that got hired and then quit and then like that kind of same process over and over. And so towards the end of my kind of like high school um, experience, my parents and some other like family friends kind of stepped up into that role of like the youth pastors for a while, just kind of on a volunteer basis, um, which was good. It was great that they were willing to do that. But having my parents be like that youth pastor role um, kind of, like I wasn't really open to talking to them about, you know, my struggles or kind of the questions that I have because, you know, at the end of the day, my, they're my parents. um So I don't know if that really, yeah. Like they definitely kind of planted the seed in my brother and I, and we have that faith in that foundation. um But it's all, it's been tough to kind of explore and just ask those questions because there's, I haven't really had a relationship with somebody where I feel comfortable enough to kind of open up and talk about those things with.
0: And yeah, no, it's interesting you said that. I was reading an article that said one of the biggest reasons why, you know, children growing up will keep their faith after, you know, in college, after college, stuff like that is that they don't see their parents' faith. They see some other mentor or influence outside of their parents and they see how their faith plays out. And so I think, I don't know if it's some weird trait, I definitely felt this as well, where we see our parents and we just, I don't know if we don't relate to it or if it just doesn't seem like it fits into our life or if we want to be different, whatever it is. But as soon as we see other people that are older than us actually living a life in faith, like different than our parents is when we start to lean into that more, which I thought was really interesting. For sure. I kind of want to talk about now, like what's, what's it been like since you've been married to Ashley? I mean, you guys, you know, living on your own still mm-hmm. doing college but also having to provide for yourselves what's that's been what's that been like
1: dude yeah so much has had to change um you know both both about myself and then just kind of the flow of everything and the amount of work that we're having to do and like realizing how much it actually takes to support another person is really interesting and yeah so since we got married we've you know moved into an apartment together we've actually been at three different apartments now um and just kind of figured out what's going to work best for us and so through that you know we've been having to pay rent and utilities and phone bills and car insurance and stuff like that each month and so that's meant having to work a lot while going to school so for the last like how much yeah yeah yeah. for the last couple years um we've both been working like 30 to 40 hours a week um and so i've had pretty consistently like two, yeah. two, two jobs while going to full-time classes. Um, yeah. but you know, it's been great. I've, I've definitely matured a lot from it all and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, stopped just having fun and re- realizing responsibility and that the things that you do now, like affect a lot of other things in big ways. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been great. We have two cats, which is fun. And Your babies, and it's, it's, yeah, it's my babies. But it's a little taste of you know, again, just that responsibility and having to take care and provide for something. And um, but yeah, working working so much and having that responsibility has been like good, but it's also had its down times too. And that's kind of affected our relationship a little bit. I think in particular, being in school, that means that we don't have a lot of time when we're not working and we're not doing homework or we're not in classes. Um, And so our schedules for the last couple of years haven't really lined up that well. And that's been tough. Like at Walgreens, which is one of the jobs that I work, um, I'm pretty much always doing closing shifts. And she was pretty much always doing daytime shifts. And so when I was at work, she was at home, bored, you know and when i'm at home she's at work and and that's just how it's been and so we've tried to kind of line up at least one day where we can just be with each other and you know wake Mm -hmm. up and make breakfast and kind of hang out and go on adventure a little bit and have that fun time but it's been tough for sure over the last couple years
0: yeah it's part of that sacrifice in a sense and not as much sacrifice but just a trade-off yeah exactly yeah yeah no it's really interesting so i mean Even she was gone for the last three months, right? Yeah. And she was studying abroad until everything happened, but she was in Fiji. So just kind of walk us through, I guess, two and a half months. Walk us through like what – how was that? Like how did that affect your relationship when she was completely gone?
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting because we talked about that quite a bit. And I think having built our relationship long distance like we did – helped prepare for a little bit because we kind of knew what it was going to be like because we've already done it. Um, But it was definitely different being married and having been with each other for years, you know, not like at at first in our relationship, we hadn't ever been with each other. And so it was just kind of natural getting to know each other. But now that we really do know each other really well and, you know, like having like just certain parts of relationship, like taken away because of distance um definitely was tough and it was the one of the hardest things about it was the time change and so she was actually like 20 hours ahead until the time changed then she was like 21 or something like that but that meant that there was realistically only like an hour or two every day where we could talk and if we have things going on like some like there were quite a few days when we just couldn't find the time to talk and we would text a little bit and say, Hey, like, I'm sorry, I can't FaceTime today. Like we'll just have to talk tomorrow. And for two and a half months to that, it was tough. Um, But, you know, looking from like kind of my perspective, she definitely had some experiences there that are life changing and she's grown so much from it. And I'm glad that she, I'm glad that she went and was able to experience that. Um, but you know, from also a selfish perspective, like it would have been great to have her here just cause that's how it is, you know?
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. So something, int- I mean, first off, do you feel like it, do you feel like it changed the way your relationship is now? Like, do you feel like, what did you learn from it? What did you grow? Any- anything like that?
1: Yeah, I think one, one thing that I've learned for sure is just savor every moment and try and be present in, in every moment, no matter what. And I think getting caught up in the rhythm of things and being with each other for so long, like that's something that is easy to forget. And it's easy to kind of just go with it. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to go and just work on my computer for three hours and not really even acknowledge the fact that you're in the room with me. Um, but having her gone where she's literally not with me is, was tough. and having her back now, like that's something that I try and always like be aware of is even if I'm working on homework or whatever, like I'll I'll show her what I'm doing and be like, hey, like I don't know if you care about this or not, but check out this design that I just did. Like what do you think? And then she'll roast me and it's (laughs) whatever. But um yeah, and and really I've learned to kind of it brought to light some of the areas where I saw myself lacking in the relationship and like just little things like not you know, doing the dishes or transferring the laundry and stuff like that, where I'm like, when she's home now, I'm like, okay, like it's really not that hard because I had to do it all myself for three months, you know? And so it's like, I've been trying to be a lot more like aware of that as well. And just doing the things to sustain like kind of our household so that she doesn't have to do everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's interesting because you're a team now, right? Yeah. And so if you're living in one area, I mean, you get to you get to be a team, and you get to split it up, right? And it, it's more effective instead of just living on your own. And so, yeah. I, I also want to I also want to kind of hit on how's it living with a girl? Like, I mean, because we've only lived with guys our whole life, right? I mean, what, sure. what's it like?
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not really that much different. Like, there's certain things, like <laughs> like my closet. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> like it's not my closet. If we're being honest. But, like, like I have, like, a dresser and, you know, just little things. But it's not that much different. Um, like, there's – we've learned, like, there's times when if she's getting ready in the bathroom in the morning or whatever, like, like I'll just give her that space to kind of have her time. And that's kind of her, like, wake-up routine and just understanding that and finding other things to do, like, if that's making us breakfast or – sleeping in a little bit longer so you know we can get a start to the day but um yeah it's 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 great if we're yeah it's not that weird
0: i was just i was just curious yeah that's really cool um i kind of want to get back to graphic design a little bit yeah i want to ask you kind of what how are you i guess before we get into graphic design how are you how are you guys thinking about the future like we're about to graduate here what are you thinking about as a couple, what are you thinking about individually?
1: Dude, it's a weird time to be graduating. I'll say that. Um, there's been multiple opportunities where, like, something could have come up and we would have had like a set future and like our careers in line, and it would have been great. And just because of the whole COVID and you know, essential businesses are the only ones open right now. That's meant that a lot of design services and like teaching jobs that Ashley's looking for haven't been posted yet or have been canceled. So like an example is like I was um, kind of in, in the works of getting hired by Disney um, out in Florida for a design internship. And like last week we were notified that all of the internships were canceled and that there's really no plans on, reopening them anytime soon and so it's having to pivot from kind of that like okay like this is going to be an insane start to our career and like we're gonna have to move to florida and and now kind of backtracking it's like okay like shoot like what happens if we don't get a job right after college and like what are we what are we planning on doing and so we've had to kind of make a backup plan of like you know, we're both working at Walgreens right now and we're, we're making it work. And if we have to survive for a little bit and move up to Bellingham and be with family and um, like, that's just what we have to do. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're in this space where no matter what we've been surviving for the last few years as a married couple, and we've been living comfortably and there's really nothing to complain about. So if that's how it has to be for Mm -hmm. the next year, like that's okay. Um, Mm -hmm but you know that doesn't stop the search for new opportunities like i've mm-hmm. i've still been reaching out to kind of the network of people that i've met and the friends that i've made in the design industry you know asking like hey like what are you up to and you know like one of my buddies just got hired as a creative director role and he's like dude i'm going to try and get you hired like i'm going i'm going to try i've been talking to the ownership and you know it's it's trying to work little leads like that where is there any opportunity for you to hire somebody and like yeah another another kind of example like of what like p- passion projects that i've been working on is there's a there's a company in Vancouver, Washington called Lincoln Design Co that i've been following pretty steadily for the past couple years and i'm just they have a really fun little shop where they design some Lincoln brand like accessories and clothing and stuff like that and so i've been doing some fun little side projects, designing logos of the, like the word mark, like Lincoln Design Co and some kind of Pacific Northwest illustrations and things like that. And I'm going to put together a small portfolio. I've talked to the owner of it a little bit um, and just sent, send it over to him and be like, Hey, like I did some fun things um, with your guys's branding. And, you know, I know that you said that you were thinking about hiring a couple people mid this year. Like, is that still, is that still like, what you're thinking. Um, or would there be opportunities for like remote internships or like part time positions even just to try and get my foot in the door somewhere? And that's that's a job that I think would be a dream for a lot of designers. But because I am in the area and I've kind of been working like that network and talking to him and talking to the guys that work at the shop too. Like it's just another thing where like that could actually happen and it would be insane. Yeah. That's really so, cool. The future is kind of uncertain right now, um, but we're not too worried about it.
0: Yeah. Well, it just sounds like you're still doing what you can right? Yeah. I mean, you're not sitting on your heels. I think you're actually going out there and you're trying to make stuff happen. And what's super powerful too that. I think you keep talking about is the power of your network, right? Mm-hmm. And this isn't the network that, okay, I'm about to graduate. I'm going to reach out to someone to see if they can get coffee. It's no, I've reached out to them my entire college career i've grown up with it and these are the relationships i've built and just reaching out to them and saying hey you know what do we got just like you said exactly keeping that relationship i think is super powerful so i mean on that too especially in graphic design i mean you have that you have the opportunity to do more freelance work Mm -hmm. right so just more individual projects for companies people anything like that so i mean talk me through I've always, in a sense, I've pushed you in a, in a way just to say like, Nate, like, why don't you try to open your own freelance shop or freelance network? I mean, just kind of walk me through like, what, how'd you get into freelance? What's it like? And what have you learned from it? Yeah.
1: Freelance is, is really, it's great. And that's where I've done a lot of learning too, not necessarily like the hard skills of the design software, because in freelance work, it's all for like actual clients and they're actually planning on using it. So there's not a lot of room for like experimentation because if you're not confident about something, like they shouldn't really be paying you like rates to do it. Right. And so a lot of my freelance work that I've done, um, has been kind of focused on like my strong skill set and like logo design and just kind of the basics of graphic design. Um, a lot of it has come from word of mouth. So um, even like when I just learned the programs initially, like I've had a couple small projects that looking back are garbage, but I learned how to work with clients and kind of decipher like the, the things that they're asking for. And so each project that I work on, I feel like I I gained so much experience from and Mm -hmm. just moving forward. Like I can apply the things that I didn't do super well um, into a new project. And so especially like this last year, I've pretty much had like three ish projects going on at a time. Um, And, and that's the thing about freelance is though I have had pretty consistent work. It's not like I can bank on it. And, like looking two months in the future know that I'm going to have four projects going on each week. Like that's, and that's the scary thing about it that you've pushed me is you've said, you know, why don't you just quit Walgreens and go full-time freelance? Like, I think that you could do it. And I was, and you know, I think that I could too, but it goes back to being married and it goes back to supporting somebody else and paying rent and, Mm -hmm. and just having that stable position of like a Walgreens where, like Walgreens will always be open, especially in a time like now where everybody is going to those places for their prescriptions and stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. and having, and having that job, however much it sucks, like it's still stable. Um, So that's kind of why I've always viewed freelance as like a side gig right now, at least. Mm -hmm. And I think even looking forward, like, when i graduate and get hired in house somewhere no matter where that is i think that i'll still always have freelance work and still always be trying like have those great relationships and follow up with the clients that i've worked with and say like hey like i really loved working with you if you have anybody else that you know that needs design work like send them my way i would love to work with them as well and all of that's keeping in mind because i think at the end of the day when i you know am, pretty like well off in my career and have done the things that i really want to do you know 20 years down the road i would love to start my own agency and having built up that freelance network um and have like a solid client list where it's like re like recurring projects like each month they're gonna have a new like social media content strategy or something like that that i'm working on with them um that's the stability that I'm looking for, but I just don't think that it's realistic right now as a young designer to pursue it full time.
0: Yeah, no, I totally get it. And I just push you cause I want to see out of your comfort zone and you're right yeah. though. I mean, it, it, you need, you can't, you can't bank on something and then if it was just you, maybe it'd be a little different, but you have for sure. Ash to do, like you have asked exactly. to worry about, you have, you have to have a foundation and you can't take yourself out of the game. Like, you can't just not eat one month. You know, it's right. not, I mean, that's just not the sacrifice you want to make. And so I, I think, you know, that's a, that's a really good perspective.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, there's been several times where I've been so like fed up with Walgreens and working a retail job where I'm like, actually like, can I quit? And she's like, well, okay, let's think about it. And like, oh, okay, you're right.
0: I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But. <laughs> so, I mean, something that you mentioned too is social media. Mm-hmm. And so, especially as a graphic designer, I mean, Graphic design, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's kind of a sense of marketing in a way, like a visual marketing. Mm-hmm. Would you say, in a sense, like a visual yeah. marketing?
1: Yeah, it, it's it's storytelling, and it's it's visualizing mm-hmm. the things that people want to present in like a beautiful mm-hmm. way, and it's solving problems, right? Like mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. kind of know, like the type of like audience that they want to interact with, but if you don't present it in the right style, like it's not going to connect the same way. So for example, like think of Louis Vuitton as like a baby bib brand. Like, like, you know, it's just things like that, where like the way that they're presented makes them like feel and look a certain way. And design is, it plays a big role in that. And that's kind of our job as designers to do the research and to market things in that way. And so that's really, it's been great um, studying marketing at Fox too. I think that, that was an awesome combination and just really learning how to do that research from the marketing perspective and tell the stories Mm -hmm. and interact with like the marketing departments of of businesses and understand how they're thinking and where they're coming from but then from my perspective this is as a designer say you know i know what you're saying but i think that this is this is the better route or yeah let's let's shoot for that i think that's a great idea
0: so yeah that's awesome Dude, I'm trying to think about anything else. I feel like you—you're really like precise and to the point, and so that was super helpful. Um, yeah. Anything else that's on your mind? No, not that I can think of. Yeah, this was super helpful. I love how like to the point you are too. And I—I I mean, I haven't had anyone that's—I had Joel on here that proposed to his girlfriend, but like, it's just such a unique, such a unique perspective. Yeah. All right, Nate. Well, thank you so much for being on. This has honestly been awesome to hear your perspective on being married, on your passion for graphic design, growing up and just everything. So thank you so much for being on. And yeah.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me, Lane. It was a pleasure.
0: Yeah, of course. And that wraps up this episode of the Grasping Life podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Feel free to subscribe for new episodes. And if you got any value out of this, feel free to share it with someone else who might as well. I would love to connect with you on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn if you search for Lane Kimbrough. And it would make me super happy if you wanted to chat about it on the phone. My number is 720-625-2905. And I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again. Until next time.